you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode. I'm so happy to have you here and get into today's topic, but I wanted to check in with you first. I know the world is crazy right now. We're still stuck in this situation. Hopefully everyone's stimulus checks came and you have something that you can use it for. If not, I did a quick um live in my Facebook group, Adulthood Academy. If you're not in there, you can just search Facebook for Adulthood Academy or um, go to my website and you can find it there. And I just talked about some good ways you can use your stimulus check if you don't need the money, if you do need the money, and just a few options that um, maybe not everyone has thought of. And I hope everyone's staying busy, finding some good hobbies for themselves. I have taken up my sourdough starter again and tried to get it to come back to life. So I am working on that every day and I'm going through the process of it. I've made some like homemade sourdough bread, not a ton of it, but I also worked in a bakery. So I don't know, maybe I have some, a few tips and pointers. So if you're interested in, you know, making some homemade bread, I'll be doing it every day on my Instagram story, going through how to do it and what you should be looking for and when to know when your starter's ready. And then we're going to make some bread in like a week. It takes like a week for it to get going. And what else are we doing? Um, oh, I'm starting an herb garden, which is exciting. I am not good with plants, like literally have killed succulents before. So I don't know what I think I'm doing, but I'm going to give it a try. And I got a few seedlings from the you know, home improvement store and I planted them inside. And so I'm trying to make them grow. I finally got one little uh, sprig of time to pop up out of the dirt. So I'm waiting on all the others and I'm going to get those going because I just love cooking with fresh herbs. It's so much better. And then we're going to plant them outside in the little vertical herb garden we built. Oh, so excited about that. So I would love to hear what you're doing to stay busy. If you've picked up some new hobbies, I think everybody has. If you've been doing puzzles or baking, I've been doing a lot of that too. Let me know. I would love to hear about it. And I'm always looking for some new things to do right now. <laughs> so with that said, let's get into today's episode, which is all about upper limits and how to break through them. So the idea of an upper limit is based on this book called The Big Leap, which is by Gay Hendricks. So if this episode is really interesting to you and you want to read all about it and it resonates with you, you can check that book out. I'm going to link it in the show notes for this episode also, if you, um, you know, are really interested in this topic, but I have found it super interesting and have found some examples in my life where the upper limit problem has come into play. And I've 
been working on it. It's a continuous process, working on getting through all of these roadblocks so that I can move into my zone of genius, which I feel is on the cusp for me right now. And I've been working for it for several years. So let's first talk about what an upper limit is. And for each of us, I think we have this threshold of what we think is possible. So maybe it's, I can be this happy, or I can have this much money, or I can experience this much love, or I can have this much success in my professional life. And we have kind of like a cap for what we think is possible. And you know, it's based on a lot of things. Like for me, how much money I could have is based on all of my experience growing up and not having money. So thinking, oh, I just need enough money for, you know, the essentials. That's how much money I should have. And so if I have more money than that, I started getting more uncomfortable with that. But I'll get into that a little bit later. So when we reach beyond those limits of how happy we can be and how good things can be going in our lives, our brain and our body can kind of freak out and cause us to do kind of interesting things. And let me first tell you, I am not a woo-woo person at all. Like I'm super practical and I like to see the evidence for everything. But some of this sounds a little bit like a woo-woo kind of spiritual thing or, you know, something in that realm. But from my own experience and asking others about it, it honestly seems to check out. And I would love to hear if you have found any of these examples in your life. I know I sure have. And the more that I have learned about it and been able to recognize it in my life, the more I'm like, oh shit, yep, that's it. (laughs) It's like rearing its head at me that it's there. So first, let's talk about the different zones. So there's four. There's your zone of incompetence, which is the stuff that you're not good at. Then we have your zone of competence, which you're good at, but a lot of other people are too, but you're unfulfilled in that. So, you know, there's stuff in our lives that you're like, yeah, I'm good at that, but I don't enjoy it. Um, Other people are just as good as I am. I'm not fulfilled in reaching my potential. The third is your zone of excellence where you thrive. Like you do a great job. You make a good living there. You're comfortable. But a lot of people get stuck here because you're doing so well, because you're making a good living and it's comfortable. You can get stuck here and kind of just like live your life in that zone. Most people hit their um, upper limit problem when they're jumping from their zone of excellence to their zone of genius. So your zone of genius is where you're expressing your natural genius, like that set of skills and activities that you are uniquely gifted at. So you're fulfilled, you're reaching your potential when you're in the zone of genius, but it's super hard to get to as we all know. And as I'm going to show you in these examples. So when you're on the edge of one of these zones, Like, let's say you're in the zone of competence and you're trying to get to your zone of excellence where you can make a good living, do really well and be comfortable. You'll always hit your upper limit problem and some resistance as you're like moving out of your comfort zone. So let me give you a few examples. Let's say you get a promotion at work and you're going to be making more money than you've ever made. And then you get into an argument with your significant other about something totally unrelated. Okay, been there. Or like you're achieving amazing success in your personal life and you get really sick for a couple days right after you get um, reach like some pinnacle of success that you've worked for. Or you work really hard on getting into shape and to feel healthy and then you binge eat over a weekend, you over drink, and then you feel horrible about yourself causing you to stay up at night. And so then you're tired and sluggish when it comes time to actually work on them. Or you decide to put yourself out though 
out there, like maybe you're starting a new business or some new venture in your life, and then you get those waves of self-doubt and you have a negative attitude. Does any of that sound familiar? Because me, I'm raising my hand over here. It's all those things that seem to happen when we're enjoying this larger than average rush of positive feelings, like you're getting promoted, you're taking care of yourself and being healthy, or you're working hard on new projects. And it we do something to self-sabotage and it brings us back down to the zone, the zone that we're comfortable in. So how many times have you felt like everything is going right in your life and then you find yourself in an argument with your boyfriend or your girlfriend about, an argu- about something that doesn't even make sense? I've done it plenty of times and I'll give you an example. So uh, a couple months ago, I was feeling great about work. I was making enough money to do what I wanted to. I had some time to work on my business and my relationship with my boyfriend, Kevin, was great. All great stuff. Amazing. Everything was going right. And then the stupid NFL playoffs happened and he was wrapped up in them for weeks on end. I know it's annoying. I am still annoyed at it right now, but I took it personally. Like he liked football more than he liked me, which like going down the weird rabbit hole, that makes zero sense, right? Obviously he doesn't like football more than he likes me, his girlfriend, not possible. So because I thought that, like I misinterpreted him wanting to spend time and pay attention to the playoffs and not pay attention to me, as like a personal, he doesn't like me anymore. (laughs) And I was just kind of like in a pissy mood and acting like he did something wrong. And the poor guy just wanted to watch some football like for a couple, you know, a couple games a week. And I wasn't mad at him because I legitimately thought he didn't love me anymore. I was fabricating this scenario in my head because I thought life was going too good, right? Like my work's going too good. My money is good. I'm able to save money and for all the things that I want. We have a vacation plan. Our relationship is great. And who am I to have all these amazing, great things in my life? I don't, I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time, but since I've learned about this, upper limit problem, it has become painfully clear and I see it all the time. And I'm going to tell you how to kind of start to recognize these patterns in your life too and what you can look for. So when we get to the precipice of one of those zones, so let's say you're in your zone of excellence and you're trying to jump up to your zone of genius. When we get to like the ceiling of one of those zones, it shows up because we're feeling really good and our old beliefs are coming into contact. So I talked about in the beginning of this episode when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. So for me to be making enough money to like be debt free and save for an emergency fund and save for retirement and invest, it was coming into conflict with my old beliefs of I don't need this much money to survive. And so here's an example. If you just got a raise and you're making more money than you ever had, your old belief of feeling flawed in some way kicks in and you feel like you don't deserve to have that success. So that's the tension between you feeling good about your raise and your old beliefs of you don't deserve it. And here are some common ways we upper limit ourselves. There's four main ways to do it. And the first is worrying about things. So there are things that we worry about that we can do something about. And there's things that we spend a lot of time worrying about that we have zero control over. The things you have control over are completely normal to worry about. It's those things that you absolutely don't have control over that you spend like all of your mental energy on are the things that are upper limiting yourself. So right now I'm launching this new service in my business and sometimes I have trouble sleeping because I'm worried about this and that. 
The stuff I do have control over, I do something about, but it doesn't serve me to worry about those things that are not in my control. And it's hindering my success because I'm spending so much of my energy and my brain worrying about things that I have no control over. Makes sense? We all know the worrier in our lives. Um, I have somebody in my life that is worried about everything and it just stops her from doing so many things. You know, worried about money, worried about your career, worried about your kids. I mean, worrying about your kids is fine, but like in a way that you can't control it, um, just spending so much mental energy and um, on things that you don't have control over never serves you well. The next thing is criticism and blame. So I think when we criticize someone or something, it's almost never actually about that person or that thing. Most people are not criticizing or blaming someone because they are looking for a solution to the problem. So think about it as one of your coworkers is doing great and getting compliments on their work. If your first move is to then start thinking about all the times they've messed up or not done so great of a job and start to pick apart their success, you're immediately putting a stop to that flow of positive good feelings, right? If someone is doing really great and you're immediately jumping in like, well, remember that time they screwed up everything and they were late that one day? Like that doesn't serve to fix a problem. And you're immediately like putting a plug in all of those good feelings and, you know, positive feelings as well. So criticism and blame go hand in hand and are one of the key ways that we upper limit ourselves is to criticize others and blame others instead of taking responsibility for our own feelings and actions. Okay, let's talk about number three. Number three is deflecting. I'm sure we are all very familiar with this one. So this is like if someone compliments you on your outfit and we deflect it and move the attention away from you and onto something else. So let's say you got dressed for the day, you did your hair, you put on a nice dress and you did your makeup and someone says, oh, you look amazing today. You look beautiful. Love your dress. And the first thing you say is, oh, I got it on sale. Like I've done that a million times. I'm sure you have. And it's instead of just absorbing the compliment and the good feelings, you're instead like putting up a shield like immediately and saying, oh, I got it on sale, or oh, it has pockets. Even though, let's be real, pockets and dresses are amazing. Everyone loves them. But it's it's deflecting that attention away from you and onto the fact that your dress has pockets or that it was on sale or something else. So that's a way that we kind of drive that positive energy and positive feelings away from ourselves when people are handing it to us. You got to take it and say thank you. <laughs> and the last one that I want to talk about is arguing. No, I have two more. Um, arguing is one I'm sure we can all relate to. So I talked about earlier when I, it wasn't really an argument when I got upset at my boyfriend for wanting to watch football. It's like having those dumb fights or interpreting someone else's behavior as being a personal attack on you. Sometimes arguments are very real and they're valid, but sometimes I find a lot of the time we're arguing about stuff that's not even on the table. Like it's you're arguing about something on the surface level when your real problem is a heck of a lot deeper. And so how many times have you been in an argument and blamed somebody else and had them take full responsibility? Probably never, I'm going to say. So imagine arguing is like each person is trying to play victim to a better degree. So have you ever went up to somebody and said, in an argument, <laughs> it's 100% your fault 
and you're making me feel this way. And that person says, you know what? You're right. I take a hundred percent responsibility for the way that you feel and the way that you're interpreting my actions. It's never happened. I'm, and it's probably never going to happen. Each person in a relationship or in this argument scenario has to take a hundred percent responsibility for how they feel, the mood that they're in, the way that they're contributing to a conversation or a relationship. Like you are the only one that has control over that. And when you argue, you have to show up and take 100% responsibility for those things because we don't have control over other people. And if we do not take control or responsibility for our own actions, attitudes, and faults, then that's where we get into trouble and start upper limiting ourselves as if we're coming to the table as the victim. And the last one is the one I'm not totally convinced of and I need to do, you know, some groundwork and do some more research. I need to ask around to some other people, but I have seen it on a small scale um, in my own life or in, you know, the people closest to me. And that's the getting sick or getting hurt aspect of upper limiting, um, upper limiting ourselves. So this is like if you get a headache before you have to give some big presentation at work, it's getting a fever before you have to go do something else, you get the stomach flu. Obviously, sometimes illness is real, but I am coming around to this one that it's could also be your body kind of like giving you an excuse not to do something because you're uncomfortable. So let me give you an example, a recent example. I recently just quit my job and it was a job I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed the people, most of the people. And, but it was like a bad environment. The management was not very good. And I already had plans to put in my two weeks notice, um, you know, pretty quickly, but it was during the coronavirus and I got a fever and I couldn't go into work. And I was feeling guilty about being not at work and also not telling my boss that I had planned to put in my notice anyway. So it was just kind of like this lag time where I had a fever and I couldn't go to work and then I felt guilty because I was going to put in my notice anyway. And by the time I could go to work again, it was time for me to quit anyway. And it was a horrible work environment. So I think my body came up with a great excuse for me, a fever, because I had no other symptoms, no sore throat, no cough. It was just like a low grade fever, enough that I couldn't go into work. Obviously, it's the coronavirus. I can't go trudging into work with a fever. But it was just like my body was handing me on a silver platter. Great. Here's a fever. Can't go. You're off the hook. So once I realized this might have been an upper limit problem because I was feeling guilty about putting my two weeks notice in anyway and not being able to work. I was able to like accept it, be compassionate about my feelings of, you know, guilt and uncomfortableness and realize that it was me and my body in my brain putting things on hold because I was uncomfortable and put, and I'm going to be pushing out of my comfort zone soon. Right. I was putting in my two weeks notice so that I can work on my own business, which is a huge step, right? So it's, kind of putting things on hold when I have something big and kind of exciting and overwhelming coming up. So let's go over a few ways to solve it in your own life. I just talked about being aware, but learning to identify when and how you're bringing yourself down a peg is the key to understanding how you are limiting yourself. So in my example, 
of Kevin watching the NFL playoffs, noticing that I was feeling like he didn't love me seemed to be a tad suspect, right? Like, I know that he does. But if I'm sulking around the house like, oh, he doesn't like me anymore and he likes football more than he likes me, right? Like, that's kind of suspect. <laughs> so that one was more obvious. But sometimes it's more physical stuff like getting that migraine before you have to give a big presentation at work. So when you are practicing this awareness, you need to notice when you are stepping beyond your comfort zone. So if you're taking on a new responsibility at work, you're feeling, you know, great in your relationship, like better than it's ever been. You need to feel how you are currently reacting to that. So maybe it's scared or nervous or uncomfortable and treating that reaction, like I just said, with compassion and understanding that this is an opportunity to not fall back into your old patterns and instead using it as an opportunity to slowly push through whatever that next upper limit is for you. So we've now worked with awareness and you've noticed your behavior and how you're pushing back, then you can begin to address and practice ways to move forward. So I'm practicing this right now because I feel like I'm on the cusp of something pretty big with my business. My relationship is great. I'm happy. I'm healthy. And I'm really pushing myself to do some big things business-wise. And I know that this is a time where I could be more susceptible to falling into one of these traps So, you know, anytime I have a weird feeling come up or I feel annoyed at someone and I want to blame other people, I don't want to take responsibility for what I'm feeling, then I can start to separate what, if anything, is a genuine emotion and what is me pushing back because I'm uncomfortable with this like surge of growth of trying to move into my zone of genius. And if you have big things coming up in your life or it seems like everything is going amazing, being extra vigilant about the ways that we try to derail ourselves is so important. So you just need to be cautious if you're like trying to pick an argument with your significant other or constantly worrying about things that you do not have control over or deflecting or blaming other people or, you know, um, like getting sick uh, when you don't really have any reason to be sick and your body is just kind of like screaming at you that you're just doing too much. Those are all things that you need to know. So start taking note of the ways that you're pushing back and it may very well be that it's a hint at where your upper limits are lying and you're experiencing experiencing that rush of, you know, positive emotion or success or more love than you're used to or more happiness and your body and brain are in conflict with your old habits and beliefs. So take, you know, the next month, the next week or sit down today and write down this is what I did. I just kind of wrote down different scenarios that I could think of like, okay, when was the last time we had an argument about something? And then I just like went back in my little mental bank and tried to remember if I could actually remember the reason for the argument or for feeling annoyed or, and just kind of like dig into the actual reason for things happening. Because I think once you do that, you'll find that they're probably not. And there are things that we argue about on a surface level or worry about. And really the real reason that it's causing us so much distress in our lives and causing us to hinder ourselves and miss out on breaking through upper limits is um, is really in there. You got to get in there and try to figure out the root of these problems. So take some time do some meditating about it if that's what works for you. 
I'm more of a journaler, so I'll get my journal out. And if there was like a weird scenario, I will just journal about it. And usually stuff comes up that way that helps me identify it a little bit better. So I would love to hear if you have any scenarios. As you know, as I just said, I'm still researching some of this uh, sickness or hurt. Like if that's happened in your life, I would love to hear about it. And any of these other things, it's honestly super interesting to me. And I'm finding more and more evidence that it's true in most people's lives, if not everybody's life, that they've experienced some big push in their life or more happiness than they're used to. And then they kind of self-sabotage themselves in some way. Okay, so let me know and I would love to hear about it. Join my Facebook group if you're not in there already. It's Adulthood Academy. Hang out with me on Instagram if you want to grow your sourdough starter and start making some homemade sourdough bread. And I've got some exciting things coming up that I am super excited to share with you. And that's about it. Hope you're staying busy and healthy and happy and safe in your life. Let me know what your upper limit problems are and how you can work through those. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.